0: What is up, everybody? Back again. Another episode of the Fan Section coming your way. I am Alan. I am your host. Uh, Tyson is out this week. Um, we are just two dudes talking college, dropping knowledge. Real quick before we start, this is the Fan Section podcast brought to you for fans, by fans from across the college landscape, from Section 100 to Section 300, bleachers down to the suites. We welcome everybody. Um, real quick, this is National Signing Day, so I am very happy uh, doing this episode. Uh, it's going to be Covering basically all of the stuff, predictions, projections, um, basically just all about where your some of your favorite high school players are going to be end up playing. Um, that's what this episode is going to be. So it's going to be kind of short and quick um, for the most part. Uh, I'm not going to dive into players or anything like that. I'm going to talk maybe a little bit about some of the players that I know of um, and like more than likely and probably some of the flips. Um, but I will do another episode on um the end of this week that covers where everybody's signed because when you do an episode covering it like as it's happening it's kind of hard to get all the action um but there's been a there's gonna be a couple recruits that'll commit here in about two hours from my time um and then most of the day i think actually till five o'clock eastern time is the last time that the recruit can commit so uh all day, basically, there's already been a bunch of movement. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the transfer port as well and Caleb Williams, where he decided to go. Um, but yeah, this episode is going to be just excitement because the football season isn't over. I mean, it is. the games are over, but the off season beginning, um, there's still a ton of things to do. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump right into it. So yeah, like I said, this episode is going to be all about National Recruiting Signing Day. So as it stands right now, and apologies, guys, because we haven't really done this. In a really long time, like I haven't really covered um, as in depth as I wanted to the recruits and all the committing we did at the very beginning of the of the season um, that me and Tyson started. uh, As far as the recruits and who to keep an eye on, because there was a lot of them that were had like verbally committed. um, Like obviously, this is going to be the class of twenty twenty two. So verbally committing and you know soft commits are going to happen for the twenty twenty three class. Arch Manning still has yet to. And he's headlining it. They're 2022 grass. So he's headlining that class and he's yet to kind of say he's got his top five out, but I'm not really going to talk about too much of players in the 2023. I'm going to talk all about 2022 today. Um, So yeah, uh, the early signing period, and some of you, for those of you that don't know, there's two different signing periods. There's the early enrollment period, which means if you're a senior, you can uh, decide to uh, graduate early and So you basically only do one semester or half the year at your high school and then that second semester, technically in bowl season, when the colleges come back, and I say semester because some of you might be at trimesters or whatever, quarters or whatever, I don't know, but in college it's all about, it's all semesters, so the second semester happens in the spring. Um, It starts in, I believe it starts for a lot of colleges in like end of January or middle of January. So that's when kids are eligible to actually show up. So when they signed, they hard committed, they signed the letter of intent, um, they're able to start practicing. So for example, Georgia, Gunnar Stockton was an early enroll. uh, And, you know, Brock Vandergrift last year was one as well. They were eligible to play or not play in the bowl games, but practice, um, which gives you a big leg up if you're a big, highly touted recruit. So, yeah, yeah. this is the second part of the national signing day. So this is the actual national signing day, and there used to not be an early signing day. Like you have to wait till today, February second, before you could, you know, before you knew what was going to happen. There'd be a lot of flips. There'd be a lot of people um, surprising a lot, or or they would do really a lot of the All Americans. The All American game would commit during the game, which was actually kind of special for those of them that wait. Um, a lot of them do choose to do that, which is fine. Um, I, think it's, it's, I think it's really cool because you're not only being honored for, you know, where you're at um, as an All-American, but you get to kind of be on the national stage and, you know, commit to – and there's always fans there for all the teams, so that's a, it's really special for the players whenever they do that. But, so, real quick, um, the most recent commit that I just saw – was Caden Story commits to Clemson. So the four-star defensive lineman was highly touted by everybody, wanted by everybody. Nobody knew where he was going to go. He had his – he had Bama, Clemson, Texas a and I think, were his final three. Um, He ends up going to Clemson, so he's going to be – he's not going to be early enrolling. Obviously, he'll be there in the fall. Um, But if you're – he's got a chance to play. Um, He really does. Kid's a monster. He's uh, 6'3", 281 pounds. Uh, I think he's the top 20 – Yeah, he's the 20th best defensive lineman in this class. So you're getting a very, very good player, Clemson for sure, um, which is much needed because Clemson is kind of on the down and out. I mean, there still has a lot of really good talent at Clemson like Brian Brzee coming back next year as I have him as, you know, one of the top players um, in the 2023 draft class, actually. So that'll be really cool. Um, seeing how Clemson bounces back, and this is a if you're a Clemson fan, you need to have a good, strong class this year because that shows that Dabo, if Dabo has a weak class, he's going to be on the hot seat coming into next season. Just that's just how it's going to be because of based on Clemson and their performance this year. I mean, yeah, you know, the offense wasn't there. DJ, we wasn't as hyped as like he should have been. Um, just like Spencer Rattler, a lot of the quarterbacks actually weren't as hyped as they, sh- they should have been. Um, if anything, they were you know they were all overhyped, um, which makes sense I guess. Um, but to the point, I mean I, I really wasn't a fan of DJ. I didn't think he was as special as everybody said he was going to be. But yeah, so that's the biggest news so far. Um, and like I said, throughout the day, there's going to be a bunch of kids recruiting and st- or kids committing not recruiting, but uh, the recruitings all the recruiting's done. Basically, all the coaches. I mean, they might they're in their offices right now watching a big screen TV and trying to figure out who's going to commit where and there's like six TVs that are that they're all probably watching. Um they might be on you know might be texting back and forth with some of the players kind of like adding that late like you know push but this whole week this whole month actually a lot of the coaches have been just on the on the path of like trying to get you know going to the kids school going to the kids you know family reunions they're doing a lot of things. I know that Kirby Smart was flying around in this helicopter a lot this week. Um so that's good and bad, you know what I mean if you're a Georgia fan. If you're not it's kind of bad. The rumor is though that they will lose the running back that they had highly touted, um, that they wanted to commit to them. I think his name is Brown, Jordan Brown. Um, more than likely, he's going to de- he's not going to commit to Georgia. So, yeah. Without the, having said that, like I said, I'm pulling up, I'm reading this as I'm like talking about it because there's a lot of players that I'm kind of really curious about. Like Branson Robinson for sure is going to commit to Georgia. Um, nicholas singleton the nation's number one back um committed to penn state uh officially um so that's a big pickup for penn state and then uh yeah you have trevante citizen who still has yet to commit um and then there's a bunch of others actually so yeah so terrence gibbs is the other one that keep an eye on if you're a texas fan Uh, he's rumored to uh, from florida stay or go to texas because Texas is rumored to go to the SEC, and that's another thing too. The transfer portal, like I said, was going to be bonkers. It was; it didn't disappoint. Like everybody and their mom, pretty much entered the transfer portal. Um, Andrew Paul is is the three star running back that uh, might actually end up being lost by Georgia because they didn't kind of make a last push for him, um, and I think he might actually end up going to Clemson. So Clemson adding to that class, which is good. Um, so yeah, this, like I said, when you looking back at the end of the day. Everything's going to be set in stone. Um, but I wanted to do a special podcast, like, you know, just kind of talking about some of the players that have yet to commit, um, which and throughout the day you're going to see a bunch of players that haven't committed that will commit. Um, and I think it's really exciting, especially if you're a player. You know what I mean? Like, you're, <laughs> if you waited this long, you obviously you didn't want to leave it to chance. And uh, Harold Perkins is another one, uh, linebacker, 6'2", 210. He's the nation's number one linebacker who's yet to commit. Um there's still a lot of really good pieces. You have Josh Connerly, um out of Washington, or actually sorry, yeah, Seattle Washington, who's a five-star uh, offensive tackle that everybody and their mom wants because he's going to probably play right away because of his size, being 6'5" 283. Um but he's rumored to be split between Washington and Michigan. So the reason why everybody, people ask, they're like, why didn't they just commit at the early enrollment period? Because they don't know. Like they, It's a very hard choice. It really is. And having gone through the recruiting process of you think you get a really good feel with one team and then another team, you, you take a visit and you just get a really you – get, you get a better feel at the campus. So that's where visits and on campus. That's why I don't tell people to, like, get too excited when they – if you're two years out, if you're a junior and you commit – I tell people not to get too excited because more than likely that kid's going to flip um, because he's still going to take his visits. So like, and the other, the, the colleges know that, you know what I mean? Like, so they're going to do everything they can to obviously keep the kid. Um, but other colleges know that until they sign that LOI, which is a letter of intent, there, there's nothing that they can really do, um, you know, to, to keep them from going somewhere else, which is awesome. So yeah, as far as the, the top, the two top players to keep an eye on for sure, um, and I don't know when Shamar Stewart is going to commit, but he is rumored to be all AM, which adds to a ms amazing glass already. So we'll break down the rankings. I'll just do the top 10 real quick. So it's Texas AM and m is at number one right now. Alabama at number two, Georgia at three, Ohio State at four, Texas at five. Keep an eye on Texas. They actually might surge up to number four if they get that big commitment to, from, the, from the offensive tackle that I said earlier, um, as well as... A couple other running backs might flip to them. Um, Penn State with the big with Singleton bumped them up to six. Notre Dame is at seven, which I think is interesting because Brian Kelly recruited a bunch of those players and they all left, um, or they they were rumored to all leave and they all ended up staying their commitment out, which I think is awesome. Um, so. Kudos to them for picking the school, not just the coach. A lot of it is the coach. Honestly, that's why a lot of people are like, why did this kid commit even if he didn't like us? Or if he if he liked the school and he only liked the coach. Because he only liked the coach. That's, that's it. That's a flat-out reason. Never, ever commit um, if you just like the coach. So, yeah. And then, real quick, sorry, my phone just blew up. I've got, like, two screens up right now as I'm talking about this. Um, so, uh, because of this. So, the big... Christian Miller, defensive lineman, commits to Georgia. Um, He's a four-star. Miller is ranked the number 102 overall prospect. Um, He considered Ohio State, Florida, and Miami and Oregon, um, but he ended up picking Georgia. So he's the number 14th defensive lineman in the class uh, currently. So that should boost Georgia up. I don't think it's enough to give them to the number two spot because they're behind Bama by about nine points right now. So, But that's a very, very big commitment for them, especially after losing Jordan Davis. Um, so yeah, Georgia is being Georgia. I mean, honestly, they, they, they own the recruiting path. They always have. Um, but finishing out the top ten that I was talking about, North Carolina – had a very, very strong year, um, and they, their recruiting class this season is in the top 10. So congratulations to them. That's, that's amazing, and that means that Clemson needs to watch out. Like I said, if Clemson doesn't have a big year like they're supposed to, I mean, they just got Cade Klubnik, which is solid. Um, the, I think he's the nation's second-best quarterback in this class um so yeah he's gonna he's gonna play he's gonna look to push dj especially if dj has another band year but they also got two really good corners that are both probably gonna be first round picks when it's all said and done toriano pride and jaden lucas but look for north carolina who had like i said a very very big year um in recruiting to kind of challenge them also don't count out wake forest uh wake forest had a really good class as well and then rounding out number 10 is at oklahoma so definitely the sec boost i mean if you look at it and you count Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC, you have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. You have seven top teams out of the top ten that are all SEC schools. So, I, I mean, you can brag or you can you can say all you want how SEC isn't very good or whatever. Or they, you think they're the, overrated, the most overrated conference. But when you have seven of the top ten recruiting classes um, in that one conference, yeah, that means all the players are there. I mean, you're going to get a couple of players here and there from Penn State. Notre Dame's always Notre Dame. Um, and then Michigan, you know what I mean? like. But keep an eye on for a lot of flips from Michigan because rumor is, and it's not a rumor, it's actually scheduled, Jim Harbaugh's not even on campus right now. He's actually interviewing for the Minnesota Viking uh, head coach job. So if he does, so unfortunately most of these cats, not unfortunately, but there's only about three players that might – um decommit today so you have kevante henry the edge the three-star edge rusher um but everybody else look for the transfer portal next season for michigan for a lot of these players to kind of hit it um a lot harbaugh i think i think it's just kind of a brutal move um to schedule an interview the day of the national signing day knowing that you've already got a lot of these kids lois actually signed but like i said so the the ripple effect won't happen until 2023 for michigan if harbaugh does leave you're putting michigan in a very very tough spot because not only are you leaving uh after you get all these commits but you have to make sure that the coach coming in is it has to be a coach on that staff like it it, there's no other way around it you're kind of you're kind of hamstringing michigan football when it comes to who they can go out and actually look at for a head coaching job um, because most of these kids, if it's not a member of that staff, most of these kids are going to leave in the transfer portal um, if he takes the job. If he's – obviously, if he stays, you guys are going to be fine. But if Mich- if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan for Minnesota, which everybody's saying is kind of set in stone, is very, very high that he will, um, I, I just think that's kind of cold-blooded to do. But we've seen worse, right, like a couple years ago. Uh, Colorado had Mel Tucker, and Mel you know, Tucker was on a radio show and says he's going to be a, a buff. He's here. He's here to stay. He's excited about building the program. A day later, he signs with Michigan State as the head coach. So we've we've seen brutal or other, other you know, just straight cold-hearted things before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm actually thinking Harold Perkins might end up going to Texas A&M which would further add to that amazing class that they have. And kudos to, to, to Texas A&M and the staff. Like Jimbo Fisher knows how to recruit. He understood that this was the year um, that Alabama was at its weakest. And he knew that the only way to keep them kind of down was to make sure that he wins the 2022 recruiting battle. Um, and it sets them up really, really well for 2023. But like I said, I'm not going to dive too much into 2023 today. Um, but yeah, throughout the day, keep your phones on. Um, there's going to be a bunch of other commits you're going to most of everybody has committed which is which is understandable i mean everybody in the top 50 is pretty much committed outside of those two players that i named um so those guys are set in stone you're going to see a couple other flips more than likely uh like i said the running back uh from georgia or that was actually verbally committed to georgia might probably more than likely will flip to clemson because i think georgia is pitching uh a different player Um, I, I can't confirm that because I'm only reading off dog nation and they haven't even named the player yet. So until it's signed and set in stone, I don't believe it, but yeah. So that was my, you know, just my little take. Like I said, um, I think recruiting like the national sign day is, it should be a national holiday for me. I love it. Um, it's chaos, but I want to do another episode about the national recruiting day and how it went. And I want to talk about the ripple effect from the transfer portal. I think I'm going to do that next episode. All um, right. The, the next episode I talk about recruiting, which will be at the end of the week um, because all this stuff is going to happen throughout the day. And I don't want to say something and curse some team and have somebody come back and be like, you liar. This is what you said. So real quick, um, just want to thank you guys all for taking the time to listen. We, me and Tyson love the feedback we've gotten from all of you guys on Twitter, Instagram. Um, thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day and listening to us. But this has been a special preview, getting you guys hyped and ready for National Signing Day. My name is Alan, this is the Fan Section, and I am out.